Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green, and welcome to all the Bitcoiners out there and everybody still missing the train trying to learn. It's not too late yet, but one day it will be. So if you listen to last week's show, you heard me talk about Dogecoin at only 14 cents. Bitcoin's been real choppy and a lot of people scared it's going to drop to $22,000, $24,000, and eventually it will. But remember, this is an uptrend market. There are bearish divergences. During a bull run, it doesn't always go up. You have to deal with the downs, but the downs are great opportunities. That's when people say buy the dip. That's exactly what they mean. So if last week, now Dogecoin has had a high of about 60 cents or so. Last week it was down to 14. So many people get afraid. They sell, they lose money, or they don't wanna buy because they think it's going lower. But the truth is, if you looked at that as an opportunity, then you would have bought. And at 14 cents, in one week, you would have doubled your money. Bye, bye, bye! So that's literally how crypto works. Things move fast, always at the speed of crypto, and 14 cents to today, 25 cents, with a high of 28 cents over the past couple of days. So it's about taking advantage of things. Cardano was down to almost a dollar, and Matic hit a dollar. Both have rebounded beautifully. Cardano's back up to about $1.40, and Matic, my favorite, only $1.15 with plenty of room to grow. So not too bad. This is how crypto works, and Bitcoin at $34,000 is slowly gonna trend itself right back up to 40, and if it passes 40, it's gonna kiss 60K again and no problem. If it stays in the low 30s and lower levels, well then, it's probably not gonna end up looking too good for people looking to take profits, but buying that dip is gonna be a lot to take advantage of. Now on a weekend, as we're coming up with a holiday weekend, happy 4th of July, a lot of trading in the United States is gonna slow down and people are out barbecuing, vacationing, and there's not gonna be a lot of price action. This is absurd. We need fireworks for our 4th of July celebration at the lake. But remember, Ripple and a whole bunch of other coins and my favorite tail coin, well, these are all out of the country. So nobody outside of the USA is gonna stop trading for the 4th of July. Typically, the trends are down and Sundays are a little bloody, but we could also still see a lot of upside. If it is down and people really pull out their profits or volume is just really low, it's probably a good time to buy. Take advantage and look at what the prices are compared over the last few months and where we could go. So with all that different price action, take a look at the charts and don't forget coinmarketcap.com, one of your best resources for up-to-date pricing on all cryptocurrency. Now let's check out what's in the news, because there's a whole lot of it. First, sadly, we must say goodbye to one of crypto's favorite characters, John McAfee. Most people know him for McAfee antivirus that he created years ago. The guy is a genius in many ways and forms, and he created the first antivirus software to fix all the things that Bill Gates has broken. Amazing. However, 
he has passed. Even the dead can talk. As many people know, he was reportedly found dead in his prison cell in Spain, where he's been in jail for the past almost a year and was hiding out in Spain. And what's funny is that before he got arrested, he was hiding out in what's known as a ghost hotel owned by Russians in Spain with a secret Bitcoin mining farm. This is kind of weird, but it fits perfect for John McAfee. Nobody would see it any other way. The place was a semi-abandoned hotel in Cambrilis called Dorado Park Hotel El Pay. And that was reported from Spain just last week. The hotel is dubbed a ghost hotel by the Spanish publication El Confidencial because reservations are almost impossible as nobody answers the phone, even when the hotel is still operational. So it's all about who you know. The publication even tried to contact the hotel about McAfee back in 2018 when people suspected he was hiding out there and couldn't even reach anybody. And if you show up, there's nobody at the front desk. There are very few reviews of the hotel on TripAdvisor and zero after 2017. Most people found the hotel terrible, but it doesn't sound like they were trying to be a hotel. This Dorado Park Hotel was bought by an unidentified Russian businessman, and authorities became suspicious of the hotel when a huge laser pointed at the sky, which was built on the roof of the hotel. The Catalan police raided the premises in 2018, and they found a Bitcoin mining farm in the basement of the hotel, of course, operating 24-7. According to reports, the police lacked the authority to shut the Bitcoin operation down at the time, as cryptocurrency is a highly unregulated industry. That publication in Spain noted that it was unclear what happened to the mining farm or if it's still there, but the hotel claims that they are permanently closed. McAfee recently said that the feds suspected that he was hiding cryptocurrencies, which of course he denies. Now, interestingly enough, BlockFi did make an announcement that they're holding on to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies of John McAfee's. That they're his and he has his private wallet, but of course BlockFi could access it. And they said they're gonna keep it out of the trading, out of circulation and protect his coins as a homage to John McAfee. So interestingly enough, there's a lot of speculation as reports say that he did a suicide. But if you look at tweets from John McAfee, he says that he would never kill himself and his wife says the exact same thing. Okay, so here's a couple of different tweets that have been put out by John McAfee over the past year. Interestingly enough, the internet has taken a claim that he was Jeffrey Epstein. As everybody know, Epstein did not kill himself. Well, it looks like McAfee's going down the same road. So just while in prison, and I don't know how he had access to Twitter last October, his famous tweet now, says, I am content here. I have friends, the food is good, all is well. Know that if I hang myself a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. This was less than a year ago. In addition, Newsweek, along with other outlets, they reported that news of McAfee's death, somebody posted Q on his Instagram account. So they hacked McAfee's account after he was reportedly dead, posted Q, that's it, and the letters appeared to refer to the QAnon movement and the so-called dead man switch, which when activated, supposedly exposes nefarious government activities. McAfee rarely used Instagram and last posted there in October of 2020. Before that, November of 2019. So he doesn't have much of a history on Instagram at all. However, he noted in July of 2019 that he was not the only person with access to his account, either a cop out or just telling people that not everything they see on Instagram is from him. Even more telling are the tweets in the days leading up to his death. A pinned tweet dated just June 16th, it's pretty interesting. 
He posted, and I quote, the U.S. believes I have hidden crypto. I wish I did, but it has dissolved through the many hands of Team McAfee. Your belief is not required, and my remaining assets are all seized. My friends evaporated through fear of association. I have nothing, yet I regret nothing. Then another one on June 18th. In a democracy, power is given, not taken. But it is still power. Love, compassion, caring, have no use for it. But it is fuel for greed, hostility, jealousy. All power corrupts. Take care which powers you allow a democracy to wield. Finally, on June 10th, which indicates a more peaceful state of mind for the moment, he tweeted, There is so much sorrow in prison, disguised as hostility. The sorrow is plainly visible, even in the most angry faces. I'm old and content with food and a bed, but for the young prisoner, this place is a horror, a reflection of the minds of those who conceive them. Prior to that, McAfee was discussing foreign countries infiltrating U.S. companies by placing people as software engineers in order to hack people's personal data, which is nothing new. So why was he in jail? Basically, the U.S. federal agencies were pursuing him for tax evasion. They got other countries to look for him and eventually find him. And in all said and done, he also had some cryptocurrency schemes. Very interesting to use the word scheme because what he did was promote a coin on Twitter, basically, such as OneCoin, and he would say, OneCoin is the future, this is the way to go, everybody buy it, the price is great. The price would then pump from, say, $0.05 cents to $0.20 cents or $0.15 cents based on the volume and how many people bought. So that's what's called a pump and dump because then when it hits a certain benchmark, three, four, five times your money, then the proprietors who control the coin or have the majority shares, a big stake in it, promote it on Twitter, etc., dump their shares because they are now making a lot of money and then the public is left to deal with it. So the U.S. government, who really is vague about their stance on cryptocurrency but clearly threatened, said that he was guilty of a pump and dump on Twitter and that he made $13 million doing so. Did he make that money? Probably. Did he pump coins on Twitter? Absolutely. He had a coin of the week. He did this all the time. Sometimes he was trying to help people and there was a lot of great information to learn. Sometimes he probably was just doing this to make some money because he real lost so much of what he had already. In the US for the cryptocurrency pump and dump, he could have gotten up to 30 years. And the US loves to make an example out of people, even if they're old. And you could see that in a whole lot of different instances. So McAfee was afraid of the US government, uh, hasn't paid taxes in years because he claims taxes are illegal, which per the constitution they are. And the SEC wanted to extradite him to the United States. So the day he was found dead that morning, the Spanish courts received or gave approval to extradite McAfee to the United States for judgment, trial, and sentencing. In which case, McAfee said that if he was ever sent to America, that they would put him in jail until the day that he died. So really interesting, really sad. And to draw a comparable, Elon Musk has tweeted about Dogecoin to the moon and Bitcoin's price action and volatility relentlessly for the past year. He has literally driven the price of Bitcoin down. He has pumped the price of Bitcoin up, affecting millions of people around the world and has driven Dogecoin from under a penny to hanging on to an average of 22 cents this entire year with a high over 50 cents. And without Elon Musk and SpaceX, Dogecoin never would have seen that kind of volume or pump. Guaranteed. Yet not a word from the SEC. So it's fair to say politics play a big role in cryptocurrency. And of course, when it comes down to taxes and 
how our government reacts, basically. So interesting enough, the eccentric billionaire, John McAfee, he ended up in prison in Spain when he was captured trying to fly to Istanbul last October. So less than a year, he has been in Spain, and I really don't believe him when he says the food is good. He lived in countries such as Cuba and Belize, Latin America, Brazil, uh, North America, on boats, and was even an interest of a murder case as Netflix had a really interesting movie on John McAfee and who he was. Uh, back in 1987 is when he created McAfee Antivirus and he became a billionaire selling the company to Intel just in 2011. He ran for president in 2016, 2020, and basically is a global legend in the computer and cryptocurrency market. Rest in peace. And another death in the world of cryptocurrency, which seems to happen once you start making a ton of money with it and are on the map. The most notorious and apparent exit scam was the collapse of a Canadian exchange called Quadriga CX. In early 2019, the exchange disclosed months after the fact, they say that the founder, Gerald Cotton, died of complications from Crohn's disease while on a trip to India. Now, his sudden death, according to the exchange, cut off access to the cold wallets holding over $145 million in customers' tokens and claiming he was the only one with access, which we all know does not sound right. Withdrawals were frozen, people's money was frozen, and the firm went bankrupt. Kind of strange. That's who he is. And it seems that he may or may not have died back in 2019, but it is confirmed just recently that he is dead and that he left his two dogs while taking fine lessons in India. Very interesting uh, way that he died. And there is a whole lot of uh, speculation behind it. But weird enough that we're probably going to see more of this of big guys holding billions of dollars of cryptocurrency. They either do nefarious things because they have access to such large amounts of money they never had before, or they seem to upset the wrong people. And one way or another, they're just not going to make it out. I hope you make a lot of money with crypto, but if you start making hundreds of millions of dollars, it's fair to say, treat people right, watch your back. And Crypto Karma is covering plenty of news because in order to know what is going on with your money, you have to know what is going on with cryptocurrency. You can't just put your money there and hope for the best. Unless you have a five or 10 year plan and you're buying Bitcoin or Ethereum, that's a different story. If you're trying to trade, you need to know what's going on daily. If you're into altcoins, such as Matic and Chainlink and Dogecoin, you really have to know what's going on in the markets because there will be highs and lows, but you don't want something happening to where new lows are hit and you end up being underwater for years. That could happen and it has happened to many people. So the idea is to stay informed. Something I personally am very suspicious of and I think many other people are is George Soros. This guy brought down the Bank of London by short selling <laughs> their money, devaluing the dollar and making billions of dollars doing so. He is a nefarious character. And let me tell you what is going on in the world of George Soros. Soros Fund Management, the private investment firm of the billionaire George Soros, is reportedly now trading Bitcoin as part of a broader exploration of digital assets. Well, we all have to watch out and make sure he doesn't buy too much of it. People from his fund have publicly acknowledged that he gave the green light to trade Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies over the past few weeks. Of course, the market is down and the price action is great, so he probably sees a big profit like many of us. Speaking on the condition of anonymity, 
The sources said that Fitzpatrick, who is a fund manager at the Soros Fund Management, and her team have been exploring cryptocurrencies for a long time now, and that the latest venture is just more than kicking the tires. Well, that means they're going to want to get a lot of it. George Soros declined to comment, of course, and Fitzpatrick is reportedly in conversations about acquiring a private stake in blockchain-based enterprises, though the names of these companies were not provided. Cointelegraph reported the Soros Fund Management was one of several firms behind the $200 million funding of New York Digital Investment Group, better known as NYDIG, Mass Mutual, Morgan Stanley, and Stone Ridge Holdings, which, of course, is evidence of having a big stake in the world of cryptocurrency. So, at the time, NYDIG co-founder and CEO Robert Gutman said the investment round was evidence that institutional adoption of Bitcoin was on the rise, and the report is already circulated around Twitter and other internet marketing areas. Um, Anthony Pompliano had something to say about it, that George Soros has given his team the green light to trade Bitcoin. Well, this could be a positive or a negative, depending on how they trade it, which is my point. It's not entirely clear how Soros Fund Management intends to trade Bitcoin. If at all, they may just be involved in other cryptocurrencies and blockchain-based companies. However, an investment stake in the digital asset shouldn't necessarily be viewed as bullish, given that Soros earned his reputation for shorting the British pound back in 1992, effectively breaking the Bank of England. And that is how he continued to make billions of dollars at the loss of millions of other people. So the fact that this is what he's known for and now he wants to enter Bitcoin, I find that more alarming than the tweets that Elon Musk sends out. So keep an eye on this. Stay in the news and stay away from Soros. And trending in the world of cryptocurrency, the largest cryptocurrency exchange, my favorite, Binance, is now banned in the UK. I'm sure I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. The Financial Conduct Authority has ruled that the firm cannot conduct any regulated activity in the UK. It also advised people to be wary of advertisements promising high returns on crypto asset investments, which is strange because people have made 200 to 500% over the past year with their cryptocurrency investments. I too should be very wary of all the money that I've made thanks to the regulators in the UK. Binance said that the FCA notice would have no direct impact on the services it provides. So basically Binance exists in Malta and Singapore. What they're saying is that their cryptocurrency exchange in the UK is not UK based. So despite the ruling and the so-called ban, there will be no impact for your UK residents who use their website to purchase and sell cryptocurrencies, leverage trade, future trading, etc. And Binance will not ban them the way that they cut off Binance customers in America. But as an alternative, Binance provided Binance.us to American citizens, and you cannot leverage or future trade on it, and you also miss out on a lot of other things. The FCA does not regulate cryptocurrencies, but requires exchanges to register with them. Binance is not registered because they're not in the country and they are in the crypto safe haven of Malta. So apparently they're not allowed to operate an exchange in the UK. We've been diddled. It's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out because Binance.com is an online centralized exchange that offers users a range of financial products and services and digital wallets, digital currencies, future security, savings account, even DeFi lending against your cryptocurrency. So this is a multi-use platform not everybody is really aware of. The Binance Group is currently based in the Cayman 
Cayman Islands. While Binance Mark is limited as an affiliate firm based in London, and the firm has multiple entities dotted around the world with the Binance Group based in Malta, which is a very crypto-friendly country. And of course, we know the Cayman Islands is where people go to hide their money and stay out of the way of other countries that just want your taxes. So really interesting. They're not complying immediately, but keep an eye out on this. They could, of course, come out with Binance.UK to appease regulators, or if they don't feel any threat, and if they just really don't care because they're in these other countries I just named, they could just carry on business as usual. What's funny is, there, of course, are these warnings from the IRS and every other country telling you to stay away from cryptocurrencies and to be careful. But when you make money, believe me, they will tax you and take your profits away from you, at least a portion from the same uh, financial tool that they said is risky. So do your own research, make your own decisions. I still use Binance and I just say, be aware of what's going on. Don't get cut off, but keep yourself in the know. Speaking of exchanges, Coinbase, which is a very heavily regulated and authorized exchange here in the United States, which is also a public company, is offering an APY of 4%. So that's an annual percentage yield on your investment. Well, this is kind of a big deal because APY of 4% is higher than your checking or savings account. Yeah, they're saying basically this. The largest exchange in terms of crypto reserves held in the United States announced the introduction of a savings program tied to the USD coin. So this means it has to be backed and supported by the US dollar and you cannot move it out of the USD coin. So the high yield USDC savings programs allows customers to gain 4% APY interest on the stable coin. Remember, people don't trade this. You move it around from exchange to exchange. You hold money in a stable coin in order to buy other cryptocurrencies. So Coinbase announced pre-enrollment for its savings program allows clients to earn 4% a year interest rate on those coins held on their platform. They join firms like BlockFi, Crypto.com that already offer interest on stable coins. But Coinbase highlights in its announcement, which was just last Tuesday, that the 4% APY on USDC is more than eight times the national average of high yield savings accounts from traditional FDIC banks. In which case, my question is, why do you have money in your traditional bank and not on Coinbase, BlockFi, or Crypto.com. There are much higher yields, much better returns, and of course I believe everybody should have some Bitcoin before there's not any left for you to get. That's just really what it is. Coinbase's entry into the stablecoin savings products also follows Circle's USDC business product. This is a trend and we're gonna see a lot more of it. That was launched in November of 2020 and at the time, Circle revealed the launch of a high yield USDC business account with an APY up to 10.75%. And just five days ago, Circle announced it would be launching a new API so companies can connect to high yield decentralized finance or DeFi platforms. So Coinbase and Circle, the founding members of the Center Consortium, and with a number of other consortium members, Center is the issuer and custodian of, well, the USDC coin. So no surprise there. Get your money out of your accounts and get some good performing yield on it. And remember, there's no risk. These stable coins do not fluctuate in price action, so you really have nothing to lose. This is something I really think everyone should take advantage of, including myself. Speaking of exchanges, Kraken in the United States 
in order to drum up more business, has announced, no, not an APY, but basically cutting fees to zero for deposits and a few trades on 70 of their coins. So these exchanges know there's billions of dollars out there entering the crypto market, and they're doing everything they can to get your attention. There's a lot out there to get. There's plenty of money to earn on the DeFi markets. And ironically, it's all right here at your fingertips. Not everybody's taking advantage, but I say do your own research and really look into the opportunities with Circle, Coinbase, Binance, Kraken, Crypto.com, and BlockFi. There's money to be made, and at the very least, it could just be a better savings account than what you already have now. So check that out. So it has been a very exciting week in the world of crypto. Crypto Karma is reminding you to stay in the news and stay on top of how quickly everything moves. It is the 4th of July weekend, so the markets are going to be a little mellow. It's a great advantage to take care of some buy orders or just to get away from the screen. But remember, we are still in a bull market. So gains are expected to be seen as soon as July. It could be one hell of a month with a lot of expectations met, or we still might have to wait for the fourth quarter. There's waves in this market and we're gonna see a lot of fluctuation. There's still gaps to be filled. In this market, we're gonna see lower lows and with lower lows will come higher highs. There's a lot of fluctuation, but this is what makes people money. You have to trade. It's always opposite day. Buy low, sell high. That's what you're supposed to do in crypto. I don't know about the rest of the markets, but we're going to see a lot of gains. We still expect Bitcoin to be over $100,000, Ethereum over $10,000, Chainlink over $100,000, all before the end of the year. So take the good with the bad, sit tight, be strong, have those diamond hands, check out Telcoin. Like I'm going to continue to remind you guys, this is a little hidden gem that has already done almost 100x over the past two years. It's a long-term coin that you could find on KuCoin. That right now is the only exchange. And remember, the fewer exchanges, the lower the price. As this starts to adapt and be more easy for the public to access, the price is going to increase, just like Binance Coin. It has intrinsic value and supports a platform. So keep a lookout for these gems and make some really good investments. Again, this is not financial advice, and I always remind people to do your own research. And Crypto Karma is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar, where in Colorado Springs, you could find a location at 7340 North Academy with locations coming to Garden of the Gods and the brand new Creekwalk Center near the Broadmoor next to Ivy Wild. Also in Castle Rock, Denver, and Lehigh, Utah. Check it out to stay healthy and live the Nectar life. Everything at Nectar Juice Bar is dairy-free, gluten-free, absolutely fresh, delicious, and healthy for you. Fresh ginger turmeric shots, anti-inflammatory, pro-immunity, and everything under the sun that you're gonna need to have your summer right. Nectar Juice Bar, nectarjuicebar.com. All right, thank you everybody. Have a great and safe, happy 4th of July, and we'll see you next week. And this is Nick Green with Crypto Karma reminding you that this show is for educational purposes only. This is not investment or financial advice. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. Crypto Karma is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. Nectar is fresh at its best. Live life to the freshest with Nectar. Crypto Karma. Strike first, strike fast. Saturday at 9 a.m. on KPPF. And hear the podcast on Podbean.
Nectar Juice Bar is growing again with a fresh new location in Castle Rock now open on Trail Boss Drive of Founders Parkway. Always fresh, always healthy. Nectar Juice Bar is a great way to start or end your day with handcrafted juices, smoothies, acai bowls, juice cleanses, and cold-pressed bottle juices that are always made with nutrient-rich ingredients that fit your healthy lifestyle. Download the Nectar Juice Bar app and get a free 16-ounce smoothie. Live your life to the fullest at Nectar Juice Bar in Colorado Springs and now open in Castle Rock.